Welcome to iTalk. For Brookside Optometric Group, I'm Brent Critchfield. In this episode, Dr. Vikram Gurn will share some tips for taking care of your glasses, from preventing scratches to proper cleaning. Then, Teresa Mandela is chairperson for this year's Walk to End Alzheimer's in Stockton. She and Dr. Bob recently had a conversation about how this disease has impacted her personally and how the Stockton community is helping to fight it. But first, here's Dr. Bob Melrose to share what the United Nations is doing to encourage eye care throughout the world. This is Dr. Bob Melrose talking to you today about an exciting item that's happened on world events related to eye care and optometry that we're quite happy about. Just recently, the United Nations General Assembly approved its first ever resolution on vision, calling on its 193 member nations to ensure access to eye care for everyone in their countries, which would contribute to a global effort to help at least 1.1 billion people with vision impairment who currently lack eye services. The goal is to have all this uh, in place by 2030. The vision for everyone was sponsored by uh, several countries and was adopted uh, unanimously by the UN Assembly. It encourages countries to institute a whole government approach to eye care, calls on international financial institutions and donors to provide targeting financing, especially for developing countries, to address the increasing impairment of vision that is happening to their people. According to the resolution, at least 2 billion people are living with vision impairments or blindness. And 1.1 billion people have vision impairments that could have been prevented or at least have yet to be addressed. This is exciting. This is the first time in history that the UN has done this. And all we can say for all of us in the world of eye care, we're 100% behind it and think it's truly about time. Whether you're wearing prescription glasses or just sunglasses outside, scratched or damaged glasses are no fun to wear, so you want to take care of them. Dr. Bob and Dr. Vikram Gurn recently discussed the best ways to keep your glasses clean and scratch-free. And if you're like most people, you're probably doing it all wrong. Again, this is Dr. Bob Melrose with iTalk, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Vikram Gurn who is going to be talking today a little bit about how to take care of your glasses, because I have a feeling he's better than I am. I'm sort of a slob with my glasses. So, Vic, what should people do with their glasses? Well, Bob, my favorite rule is when you're uh, taking care of your glasses, they should either be on your face or in a case. I like that. Yeah, so there's a couple kind of cases you can use when you're not wearing your glasses. I personally prefer the ones that are made out of cloth. They're really convenient. You can um, They come with your glasses sometimes, and you can... I'll throw your glasses in there and put it in your car, put it in your purse. And most of the time, that's going to take care of them not getting scratched. There's also a lot of uh, uh, sprays and, and coatings and things like that that people can use in their glasses, too. So uh, I know that with anti-reflection coatings, there are certain things you want to use, certain things you don't want to use. Uh, can you comment on that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, the first thing you want to do is I've seen a couple of things where folks like to clean their glasses with their shirt and they like to clean their glasses by blowing on them and using water. And I'm just gonna say, don't do that, guys. When you guys get glasses, you know, you're almost always given a spray to use, and that spray is very special. It's made to get the grime and the dirt off the lenses. And that spray is made specifically so you don't rub off any coatings from that lens. So the spray you wanna use is called a glasses cleaning spray. 
And you wanna make sure you read a label on the back of that that says that it's safe to use with AR coating or anti-reflective coating. So that's one of the main things you wanna do. And what about uh, microfiber cloths? When it comes to microfiber cloths, you wanna make sure it's a lens cleaning microfiber cloth. You don't wanna use the same one that you would use for a car and you definitely don't wanna use a cotton towel or anything like that. These microfiber cloths that are made for lenses, they're very, very fine and they're made to wipe off all the dust and grime off these lenses. Now, I see a lot of people wet their glasses and pull out the microfiber cloth and start scrubbing at them. Tell ah, me about that. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that too. And what I would like to say is the best thing you can do is if you want to clean your glasses, grab that special spray made just for your glasses, do a couple of sprays on the back of the lenses, a couple of sprays on the front of the lenses, and then go ahead and wipe that down with the microfiber cloth. You don't need to wet that cloth with anything else. In fact, doesn't wetting the cloth uh, take away from its effectiveness? It certainly does. Well, see, boo-boos all the time, folks. Now, uh, if the glasses, if you're not following your rule, on the face or in the case, um, what's one of the what are a couple of the big no-nos? How about when you put taking your glasses down, putting them on a table? What should you watch out for? Well, my favorite thing to let patients know is never let your glasses lenses go face down on a table. You're just asking for scratches. I know a lot of folks that do that with tables. I know a lot of folks that let their glasses sit lenses down in their car on their dash. You don't want to do that. You're that's going to cause a lot of scratches on your lenses. So what you want to do is you want to fold up the glasses, put the temples in, and you want to lay them down flat on the table where the lens is up. So uh, uh, a lot of people say, well, I want glass lenses because they don't scratch. Uh, what would you say to them? Right. I've heard that a lot too. But what happened is glass lenses over the years have become very unsafe to wear. We realized that glass shatters, and that's extremely unsafe to wear if there's any kind of projectiles coming towards your face. And Life is very random. You don't know when that's going to happen. So the thing that we recommend at all times is having some sort of plastic lenses or especially polycarbonate lenses that are made safe to be impact resistant. It's my understanding in all the optical labs in this great country of ours, there's only about one or two that even make glass lenses anymore. So I believe you, that is true. So if you ask for them, uh, you're looking at about a two-month wait. That's right. So you're not going to get them in an hour. You're not going to get them in a month. Any other tips you can give people on uh, taking care of their glasses, what they should do? I mean, I assume that my case being my usual front pocket on my shirt is not a good idea. Definitely not. Like, like I said, uh, putting your glasses in a case is one of the best things you can do or just wear it. But a couple of things I'd like to address is when your glasses are so grimy and greasy that even your spray and microfiber cloth is not cleaning your glasses properly, there's a tip that you can use, which I love, which is using the original Dawn formula on dish detergent soap. So it's this liquid soap. You can just take a drop of that right between your fingers, run your lenses under warm water, not hot water, and go ahead and rub both sides of the lenses until they sound squeaky clean, wash them dry, and go ahead and pat them down with the microfiber cloth. Perfect. And I'd also like to congratulate you. Uh, Dr. Gern is newly married and has a wonderful wife that uh, the partners got to meet the other day. And uh, congratulations. That is right. Thank you very much. We are very, very happy. It's a very good thing for a new husband to say. Smart man. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's disease. And at this point, pretty much everyone seems to know someone who has been impacted by the disease. In recent years, there's been an uptick in the amount of research being done on Alzheimer's. And a huge portion of that funding comes from private organizations like the Alzheimer's Association. The Walk to End Alzheimer's raises money for the Alzheimer's Association, and thanks to the involvement of our community, Stockton's Walk has been one of the most successful in the country, 
Dr. Bob sat down with Teresa Mandela, who chairs the Stockton Walk to End Alzheimer's, to discuss how the event works and what makes this personal for her. I want to welcome Teresa Mandela uh, to our podcast. Uh, Teresa has been involved in the Walk to End Alzheimer's for quite a while, and as anyone who's been listening to our podcast know, we've been, uh, my wife and I have been involved in this uh, project for quite a bit, ever since one of our family members was diagnosed with the disease. So, Teresa, uh, welcome, and how did you get involved with Alzheimer's? Thank you, Dr. Bob. I really got involved due to my husband's uh, diagnosis uh, 11 years ago. He received an uh, actual Alzheimer's diagnosis. And from that, um, I looked at options in terms of resources, uh, what clinical trials might be available for him to consider, which um, he, he did. And um, we, we had gone to UC Davis uh, and participated in, in one of their brain imaging clinical trials that went on for mm, close to three years. He is still living with Alzheimer's. And he's in a memory care community here in Stockton. And now that I have a, a little more time, since I'm not actively caring for him like I was for the first seven years, um, I felt I needed to make a difference and take control of, of my actions because with Alzheimer's disease, you don't have any control. There, there's no cure. There's really no significant treatment per se. And so um, I wanted to give back and um, uh, make a difference. Now with the, the walks that go on across the country, last year I think there were 600 of them. The money they raise, is this a... Uh, a drop in the bucket for uh, Alzheimer's research, or is this a big contribution to Alzheimer's research? Yes, uh, the the walk to end Alzheimer's is primarily the main source of funds to provide awareness and um, research. So, uh, approximately. Hmm, 78% of funds raised go for uh, education research and support services and um, the rest primarily for um, operations. So it's, it's a significant amount. And is, the, it, is there a lot of government funding for this or is it, uh, where are we standing on that? Yes, uh, well, first of all, the uh, Alzheimer's Association is the largest nonprofit uh, fundraising uh, resource for research and the government, um, U.S. government and China um, are um, also big supp uh, supporters of research as well. Yes. So, so Teresa, uh, how many people are, are are impacted by Alzheimer's now, and what is what does the future hold? Right now, Dr. Bob, uh, 5 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's disease, and it's projected to be 14 million by the year 2050. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it is amazing to me when you become aware of a, of a problem or it impacts your family, you start to have a greater uh, sense of how many people are being impacted by this. And it does amaze me the number of patients I will talk to who are, are dealing with a family member or whatnot that are, that are fighting this. And the, the stories are sadly very similar uh they're all relatively tragic uh in the sense that you you lose the people you love before you lose them with the with the walk for alzheimer's um 
is coming up on October 16th. I know that because that's my 65th birthday. I know that's the time for everyone listening to yell out or I've seen my pictures and say, you don't look that old. I appreciate that. But uh, tell us about the walk. Yes. Uh, real excited about it. We uh, will be meeting at a physical location this year. Uh, last year, we were walking in neighborhoods, and we will be meeting at the Swenson Park Golf Course and hopefully expect um, maybe 500 people uh, to come out and join us and walk either a one-mile route or a three-mile route and uh, and get revved up beforehand with um, a nice presentation and some warm-up exercises. So if people wanted to get involved with this and wanted to contribute or uh, be a part of the walk and all that. How do they go about that? You can go to a website, um, act.alz.org, and register. You can form a team, and you could also donate. And we'll have that uh, website uh, information on our Facebook page and on our uh, uh, our personal Brookside Optometric Group website. Also, if people want to get involved, is it hard to get registered? Not at all. Um, if you choose not to go online, there's an option for printing out a uh, registration form. Well, fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to tell people regarding, you know, your personal experience with this disease or uh, give them a sense of, of the urgency of this? I would, Dr. Bob. Alzheimer's disease is the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S., and if you suspect a loved one or friend might be suffering um, from the, the beginnings of dementia or Alzheimer's, it's important to get a diagnosis early because there are ways to uh, mitigate the effects. Uh, no cure, but there, there, there's more that can be done early on. I want to give one more plug to Stockton. Uh, I love this town and I love what it accomplishes and the people in it. Last year, there were 600 walks across the country, and only seven of them achieved or beat their or exceeded their goals on, on fundraising. Stockton was one of them, and Stockton of the seven was the only one that didn't achieve that by a huge donation by a single donor. So it was all organic. It was our friends, our neighbors, uh, the people in this community that rose up and said, "I can't cure the. I can't change the world. I can't." Uh, do much beyond what I can do, but I can give $100, $20, $50, get a team going, come out there, enjoy the day. And by doing so, we raise quite a bit of money. We're hoping to exceed that again this year. So we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Anyone out there that has had a family member who has been impacted by this, uh, a friend, a coworker, think about uh, going on the website, think about creating a team, think about donating, and let's see if we can. Uh, do something to make a difference in people's lives. So, Teresa, thank you for coming today. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bob. All right. If you'd like to support the Stockton Walk to End Alzheimer's, we'd encourage you to make a donation or start your own team. You can use the link in the description of this episode to find more information about the Stockton Walk on October 16th, 2021. That's it for this episode of iTalk from Brookside Optometric Group. We'll be back with another episode soon, but in the meantime, we'd love to have you subscribe to iTalk on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Or you can find it on our website at brooksideoptometric.com. 
We'd also invite you to join us on Facebook or Instagram, where you can stay up to date on everything that's happening in the office, as well as receive eye care tips and information. Thanks for joining us. And on behalf of all of us at Brookside Optometric Group, we hope you can see well, be well, and thrive. Thank you.